think if like my my mother and others hear me say that I'm addicted to Twitter and they're like, oh, that's awful. But that's because of what happens on Twitter. That's not our space. As you say, Adam, we're, there's like a group of us that we learn from each other and we're posting important stories from all over the world that have an impact on the industry or should have an impact on the industry. So for me, if you choose who you follow well and you, uh, you know, bring something to the table that people have an interest in that they wouldn't necessarily find on their own, uh, you'll get a following. And it's, uh, it is a lot of fun to connect with people professionally on that level um, and have somewhere where we can talk about things and joke about things that aren't related to all the other craziness that's going on in the world. Welcome to What Are We Talking About, a podcast produced by Water Online. Hosts Jim Laurier of Maisie Injector Company and Adam Tank of Transcend Water, a dynamic boomer millennial combo, will help you demystify how to build a better brand for your business, keep current and prospective customers engaged with your company, and ultimately grow your sales. They interview some of the most interesting and unique water professionals who have used the art of storytelling to move the needle for themselves and for their organizations. So today we have Melissa Meeker, CEO of the Water Tower. Well, great, great to have you, Melissa. You know, the way we like to start these out is talk to the audience about how we got to know you and your work. So for me, I first met you when you gave the keynote at the International Ozone Association meeting back in 2019 in Atlanta, and you expressed your vision about what you had for the water tower going forward. And then I had the opportunity to tour some of the Gwinnett County water treatment plants mm -hmm. and kind of put everything in perspective. So um, great to have you. Thank you so much. And Melissa, I have known you through Twitter for I don't know how long. <laughs> There's a small group of us that are big in, in I'll call it water Twitter. Yeah. Um, and I know I've run into you a couple of times at conferences, but it's really only been recently since you've started the water tower that I've gotten to be more familiar with your work and what you're up to. So thank you so much for being on. Well, it's good to know somebody paying attention. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> you're doing a good job putting it out there. So let's start there. And that okay. is, how are you telling the story about the water tower and what's it all about? Uh, it's it's such an easy story for me to tell because I just get so excited about it. Um, to me, it's really the culmination of everything I've done in my entire career. So uh, it, it just sort of built up to this and said, well, I really like doing this. So let's pull this into it. And I really like this. So let's pull this into it. Um, and I, I think we really have something unique that's going to make a big impact on the industry. So, uh, again, it's easy. I'm uh, addicted to Twitter. Uh, but the water tower itself is extremely active on LinkedIn and Twitter. Um, so we're trying to push it out on the social media side. We're every day increase the size of our mailing list um, in articles, trade pub publications, podcasts. Thank you very much. <laughs> just, just getting the word out there a little slow last year because we didn't have conferences and we were scheduled to do a lot of things, but um, you know, we'll get, we'll get back into it. And it's actually great timing for us because we're building this momentum as we're building the building. So the building that you see behind me is actually under construction. We have three stories of steel standing up. Um, every day there's progress and a new set of stairs or, you know, whatever the case may be. And it's just awesome to watch that process. And it, it helps to build the momentum for sure. 
Great, great. So, you know, a lot of our audiences uh, are, are vendors of uh, products and services. So one of the main things we'd like to find out from you, Melissa, is how, how do you see the water talent engaging with vendors of products and services? Well, I mean, if you think about it, what we're really trying to create is a demonstration facility. So it really is about working with vendors to do R&D on their products, to get direct feedback from the utility workforce, um, to give them space to show off those innovations um, in, in a way that will appeal to utility staff. So when you, when you mention appeal to them, and I, lo I love the terminology that you use because you've been on the utility side. Yeah. So you know how it is to be in the seat when someone is trying to sell you something that you may or may not have any interest in. That's right. So what, it, so what is it about the process at the water tower from a vendor, a sales point of view that opens up the door into a utility for them to get excited about that product or service? Well, the first thing I'll say is that as a, as a former utility person, I, I, I'm just a really nice person. And the people in utilities are really nice people and they don't want to say no. They don't want to tell you there's no way that that appeals to them or that they're going to go through the purchasing process to get there. It really is, um, you know, a, a, a really uncomfortable situation. And a lot of times, not all the time, obviously, um, but any chance that we have to see what a technology can do, um, I think in a, in a soft sell, I'll call it soft sell way, um, and, and hear testimonials from other utilities and, and do that in a way where it's not a salesperson talking to you, it's actually your peers, I think is going to have a much bigger impact. Sure, sure. So, so you know, a way to get exposure, I'm sorry, a way to get exposure to, um, you know, literally hundreds, if not thousands of operators who are coming to the site for their workforce training, um, which a salesperson for a vendor could never do. You could never visit that many utilities. Um, but it gives the operators and the, the utility workers that are coming to the space the opportunity to track down a specific technology if they know that's a sweet spot for them, if they know that that's a, a pain point, um, and they could see those technologies in play. Great. So um, I know that you've told us that you've adopted some ideas from a lot of the different water clusters, a lot of different water hubs. So a couple of things. Tell us some of the things that you found you know, that you've taken and, and used in developing the water tower. And then tell us some of the reasons why you feel the water tower is different from some of those other water hubs. Yeah, so there's a, there such phenomenal water clusters. We really are lucky in the U.S. and around the world with the uh, facilities that are focused on pushing innovation. Um, I think uh, we have um, some great examples of uh, companies that have uh, uh, water clusters that have done challenges to um, inspire startups to get into the water space or to give them resources that they need to explore the water space. Um, so there are some great examples of that. We're going to kick off our first challenge coming up in the next month or so. Um, there's a, a great facility in uh, Vancouver, actually, that was my inspiration for the demonstration flows coming from the F. Wayne Hill facility. So they actually have stub outs outside where someone can pull up a tractor trailer, hook up their treatment system or their flow through system so they can test monitoring equipment, whatever the case may be, in a closed container for privacy and confidentiality. 
um, but actually have access to real flows. So they're not creating it in the laboratory anymore. They're not spiking water to get to this. They're actually using live flows of different water quality. So you can choose where in the treatment process you want to go. So, you know, that's a, to me, a, I've gotten a lot of great feedback on that opportunity. Um, we have, you know, the laboratory facilities, which again was that marrying of you're doing demonstrations, you have a lab right there, you're going to have some some unique testing equipment that could cost a startup a lot of money to look at things uh, like PFAS and PFOA. Those are very expensive lights to, to look at. Mm -hmm. um, so having that equipment and being able to offer that at a reduced price, I think will help a lot too. What makes us unique, again, is the integration of our pillars. So it's having that direct exposure to the workforce um, our partnership with the Georgia Association of Water Professionals and other training providers um, really brings a focus to the campus as a North Georgia water industry training facility. And we're going to bring people in from all over the Southeast, if not further, um, and give them that opportunity in their regular classroom trainings to get their hands dirty, to walk out, to see demonstrations in place. Um, you know, to be able to hold the equipment and see what the equipment looks like rather than, again, having a hard sell where you're just in a, in a conference room at a utility looking at a PowerPoint presentation. So we're getting them out in there in the space so they can learn. Melissa, do you recall any any vendors? You don't have to name it, but any vendors that did a really good job when you were on the utility side and you said, oh, I'll never forget that presentation or I'll never forget the way that that I was treated as a utility professional. Oh wow, put me on the spot. <laughs> and if no, that's fine. That's totally fine. Uh, I, I, when I was in that space, I'm not sure one rises to the top, you know. And and they do awesome creative things like brown bag lunches. How many people in the crowd actually want to know about that technology and aren't just showing up for free lunch? I don't know. <laughs> that's true. Field trips are always good. That's a great uh, my advice. Field trips. I actually hope that a lot of vendors will use this as their demonstration site and bring clients into this space, which again, gives us more exposure, but it also lets them have one spot where they can really highlight something. Um, and some of the vendors do have their own demonstration facilities. Again, the benefit to this one is there'll be multiple products. So, um, you know, the utilities may see more value in being able to dig into some of their other concerns too. I mean, it's so a, I think it's so Jim, it, Jim, from a previous interview, we had George Hawkins on and George said, most vendors that came to sell to me when I was leading a utility were talking about pump curves or technical details or features and functions and none of them are memorable. So it's sadly, it's not surprising that no, that no, there's nothing you can think of where you go, oh my gosh, that was, that was remarkable because that's, that's the state of the industry. And that's why we have this podcast is to help people tell better stories, help people do a better job at that. And clearly you're, you're living it right now. You do know that I'm probably going to get some phone calls over that. <laughs> <laughs> that's why, that's why we're doing the podcast. <laughs>
And now, back to today's podcast. So, phone call. so uh, a vendor wants to engage with the water tower. Who do they contact? They contact you, your technical director. Who, who would they actually present to, to to get that opportunity? Well, there's only three of us. So, so yeah, <laughs> reach out to me. I'll bring in Chad Wilbanks, who's leading up our demonstration side. Chad uh, really grew up in a utility, so he you know worked his way all the way up um, to be an SME for for utility processes and everything. So he's a, a great resource for us. Understands pretty much every technology that's walked in the door so far. He's like, oh yeah, and and starts asking technical questions, which of course I'm just sitting there going, sounds good to me. <laughs> But I love to get engaged in that. I'm learning so much. Um, so it, it would probably be Chad and I. Okay, great, great. Melissa, you you mentioned that you're really active on Twitter and that the water tower has a presence on social media as well. How are you? How do you think about social media relative to our industry? And what have you seen as some of the things that that have made you successful in doing it? You know, I think. <laughs> like my, my mother and others hear me say that I'm addicted to Twitter and they're like, oh, that's awful. But that's because of what happens on Twitter. That's not our space. As you say, Adam, we're, there's like a group of us that we learn from each other and we're posting important stories from all over the world that have an impact on the industry or should have an impact on the industry. So for me, if you choose who you follow well and you, uh, you know, bring something to the table that people have an interest in that they wouldn't necessarily find on their own, uh, you'll get a following. And it is uh, it is a lot of fun to connect with people professionally on that level um, and have somewhere where we can talk about things and joke about things that aren't related to all the other craziness that's going on in the world. And you will see us get a lot more active. We're, some of the things that we want to do are tech spots. So highlighting those vendor technologies that are coming in and short little snippets um, with an interview from a utility person who has an interest in that. So you know, those kind of things we'll start pushing out that way. Um, a couple of people have asked us to do third-party validations on their technologies. Um, so we're bringing in experts from around the world to do those. We'll push those out that way. Um, so really excited about what that tool is going to do for us to engage a broader audience um, than we would get with a simple newsletter um, mailing list. Yeah, and that's one of the things that I was really impressed with was how you're trying to engage the general community, not just the water community, but the people, your your ratepayers and so on. Uh, As Adam and I always like to say, if we as vendors of products and services want to get full value of what we're selling, then it's important that the general public understands the value of water. And that's part of it. Can you go into a little bit of that about how you've engaged the, the general community? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's it's all about the value of water. And that is a, a personal passion of mine is to make sure that we're bringing the public along. Uh, you know, one of the, I like to say it's a good thing that's happened in this Twitter age and the social media age is that the public has access to a lot more information, not all of it good. So what can we do to provide the right information and real information um, and engage them in the conversation. So we're hoping that the water tower is actually that convening place where our regional utilities and the state and other stakeholders can come together and have those discussions where we can have symposia for the public to come in and begin engaging on that. 
We have a, a huge workforce development component that I'm really excited about. Um, and the only way to do that is to make water sexy. And it is sexy. So how do we convey that to you know, high school and college students so they follow their STEM dreams um, and come and work in water? So we have lots to do, but lots of opportunity. Melissa, do you see the water tower as potentially helping those same Really, I mean, any of the constituents that you're talking about, so the community, the vendors, the utilities, helping them tell their story. So not just, hey, here's your product or service, but here's some ways you should think about talking about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. It would be it would be awesome. I mean, one of the things that we're doing for the startups in our design of the building, which you'll like, is creating actually a podcast room. Um, so we'll be able to give people that resource when they may not have that on their own. And I think by doing things like highlighting the tech spots, again, bounce in with a message, show what it does, bounce out. Um, I think we'll be able to really get people to think about, think differently about how they market. And like I said, if you can have a destination where you take people, um, where you take your clients or your potential clients and show them what you can do rather than just showing them a PowerPoint slide and talking numbers. Uh, I think it's going to have a great impact. Yeah, that's great. The journey is about, that's what we talk about. It's the journey. It's not just the destination. It's the journey along the way. And that's part of telling the whole story that that you're telling at the water tower. All right, Melissa, we've got one final question for you. We have somehow managed to commandeer an airplane, Jim and I have. (laughs) And there is a banner that flies on the back of it. And you get basically a, t- a tweet, the length of a tweet to post on that banner and fly it around the world in front of every water professional's house. What water would you want? Okay. Every, every, every water professional, what would you want that oh. banner to say? You know, I knew you were going to ask this and I really, really should have <laughs> thought about it a little bit more. <laughs> oh, um, you know, one, one of the things that we always end with is how are you going to make a difference in the future of water? So I think just reminding people who work in the industry that they can have a larger impact than their sole position uh, would be a great message to get across. Absolutely. That's great, Melissa. We really appreciate it. And, you know, the, the great work you're doing there at the Water Tower helps us all in, in all the aspects we talked about. So thanks again for being a guest on the podcast. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I look forward to hosting you guys at the Water Tower. Yeah, we're excited too.